You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, episode number 22. And today we are learning all about the facts on Michelle. Thought it'd be a fun episode to bring you questions and answers that people ask me all the time. So you get to learn the skinny all about me. So let's dive in. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint. Have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. And today we're going to take a different journey. So instead of talking about health or about anything in particular, I am going to give you Michelle's FAQs because I get asked a lot of questions about who I am, about my personal life, why I became a vegan and all kinds of different things. So I thought it would be a fun episode to just answer some of those questions. And I'm kind of doing it because I'm following suit to some of my counterparts that I listen to their podcasts and they've done some of these fun episodes where they just tell things about themselves or things that they, you know, people didn't know about them and they've been fun. So I thought I would interject that into the podcast today because I have got an interview with some great guests over the next two months. So we will be bringing you some great well women out there in the community. I can't wait for you to hear from them. So today I thought I would just tell you a little bit about myself and that we could get some questions answered. Now, I don't get this question as much as I used to get this question um, when I was first starting out. And I started as a nurse practitioner when I was 26. And I used to get asked all the time back then. And occasionally now too, like what is a nurse practitioner? You know, you're more than a nurse, but you're not a doctor. So kind of like, what is it? Well, according to the American Association of Nurse Practitioners, nurse practitioners give primary, acute, and specialty healthcare services to diverse populations. With their advanced clinical training, NPs are authorized to diagnose illnesses, treat conditions, and provide evidence-based health education to their patients. And Wikipedia says, nurse practitioners are healthcare professionals educated and trained to provide health promotion and maintenance through the diagnosis and treatment of acute illness and chronic conditions. So yeah, that pretty much sums up what I do. So nurse practitioners can be found in regular office settings. They are found in hospitals just about everywhere today. And a lot of times nurse practitioners and physician's assistants, we get confused a lot. We're both kind of like on the same thing. I'm a nurse, but they're not nurses, they're physician assistants. So it's different. The training is a little bit different, but we're considered on the same level. And I don't know, doctors call us mid-level practitioners. I always hated that word. The hell is a mid-level practitioner? You're mid, this, that, whatever. So anyways, 
I just look at myself as Michelle and I tell my patients to call me Michelle. I've never really been into titles. I don't have my degrees hanging on a wall. Even when I did have my own practice for eight years, I never put any of that stuff up on the walls. And I don't even like wearing lab coat because I know who I am and you know who you are. So I've really never been into titles. So that's one unique thing about me. Okay, so now you know what a nurse practitioner is. And you also know a little bit about when I started. In actuality, I went to become a nurse and I was in my last year of nursing school. And my dad, my, incidentally, my dad died when I was in my last year of nursing school. And it was then that I kind of really decided that I really didn't want to be a nurse. I wasn't into doing bedpans. I wasn't into floor nursing. I didn't like any aspect of it as far as that went. And I remember that I called home to my mom and I said, mom, you know, I really just don't want to do this anymore. And she said, Michelle, just finish out. You are almost done. And as a nurse, you can go anywhere and always have a job. So just finish and we'll see about what you need to do next. So I did, and I graduated top of my class. And I first went into um, doing psych nursing because I really love talking to people. Hence, that's why I'm on a podcast. And I love just, you know, communicating. So I was a psych nurse for a long time. And then I kind of got to the point where if you're going to stay in psych nursing, you really need to be sitting on a couch yourself because you see all kinds of people with a lot of different mental disabilities and it's very challenging and it's depressing. And if you're not talking to someone yourself, you'll probably end up, you know, going a little crazy yourself. So I got out of that and I decided that I really wanted to um, go back to medical school. And then I had heard about this thing called becoming a nurse practitioner. So I thought, okay, great. It's, you know, sounds interesting. I can practice medicine. I don't have to do bedpans. I can actually call the shots and do all this kind of stuff. So I went back and I got my nurse practitioner certificate. The first one I got was in women's health. And I started doing that for a while. And then I decided that I really still wanted to be a doctor. So I went back, I finished up all my little courses that I had left just for, for med school. Um, I took the MCAT, I passed, um, I got started applying to medical schools, got accepted, and then I had my first child. And I was working out um, at a medical group in the desert, and I had a really great friend out there who was another doctor, and he was really, really knowledgeable about finances, about the business side of things. And he said, hey, Michelle, you know what? If you just keep going at the rate that you're going, you will do really well, just being a nurse practitioner and you don't have to go to medical school and then you don't have to be, you know, go on call and do all these crazy things and be $450,000 in debt and your kids won't be, you know, six and eight because I had, um, two kids by that time. So he made a lot of sense and I decided, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and stick with what I'm doing, but I wanted to add, um, family practice to the mix. So I went back and got my second nurse practitioner certificate in family practice. So now I do both and I'm certified in women's health because that's actually my love. I've been a women's health nurse practitioner since I was 26 and I got into it because I always felt like who knows a body, a woman's body better than another woman. And you know, you, you feel those things, you know what a woman's going through. So you can not only sympathize, but you can empathize with them. And I'm not, not blaming, you know, we're putting down male gynecologist, you know, Hey, it's no big deal, but I just figure, you know, Hey, who knows a woman's body better? And I started off practicing. And after I had my second child, I had really, really bad PMS. 
and I was just, life was miserable. So I started looking for things to help myself. And I found those things. I found bioidentical hormones and I started getting really involved in um, hormone therapy. And so when the word got out that I was, you know, helping myself and a few of my other patients, I started getting a lot of women come to me for hormonal help. So I've been doing bioidentical hormones again since I was 26 and I really, really love it. So I've been practicing since I was 26 and I just, um, I'm 50. I'll let you know that I don't usually like to tell my age because I feel like in today's day and age in this millennial um, era that we're in, people look at you when you're 50 and they think that you should be put out to pasture and um, that you don't have anything left, but that's not true. I think that we need to get out there and show our voice that we have a lot left to offer. Okay. And my kids are 25 and 26 now and doing great. And I'm kind of at the end of my um, practicing gig. I'm really wanting to retire, just get into education and teaching and, you know, doing this podcast. And I have some really big plans for um, our company. So that's where my, um, my loyalties lie now and my passions lie. And that's where I really feel like God's calling me to move in that direction. So there you have a long story about how I became a nurse practitioner. So I have a bachelor's and I also have a master's. And I thought about going back and getting my PhD, but I said, eh, I'm not going to spend the money because you make no, no more money for doing it. I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing. So there's the skinny on that. So other questions that I get all the time are when and why did I become a gluten-free vegan? Well, I used to be a vegetarian first. And I did have, I did eat chicken, not chicken, I'm sorry. I did eat eggs. I did have cheese, cottage cheese, those type of things, because I felt back then that, you know, if I wasn't killing the animal, that it was still ethical. So I became a vegetarian for ethical reasons because I'm very much into the earth and I'm saving our planet and lowering um, our carbon footprint. So, you know, if I'm into that, I have to kind of do it myself. How am I lowering our carbon footprint in the world? And I got to be a vegan. I've been a vegan, a gluten-free vegan for about a year and a half now because I have really bad eczema. And there was a stage a year and a half ago where I had it really, really bad on my face. It was in my hair. It was just, you know, all over my upper body and I couldn't get rid of it. I tried everything, things that I really, I know I shouldn't have done. I was on steroids, you know, several months, I offered them back on them. And it's really bad for your body to be on steroids. I was putting steroid cream on my face, things that I really don't believe in, trying all kinds of natural things as well. And nothing was working. And I was getting really frustrated and I was getting really depressed and sad and my face itched and it hurt and it was always red. And I just felt like I, I looked terrible and just, I was just feeling miserable. So I have a chiropractic um, girlfriend and she said, Hey, why don't you take this extensive food allergy test that I have and kind of, let's see, you know, maybe what else is coming up. And I said to her, you know, Hey, I've done other, I've done blood allergy testing through my own office and everything came back negative. And she said, no, this one is more, more specialized. It's much finer tuned. It goes deeper. So let's just do this. So I ended up doing it and it came back showing that I was off the charts, um, sensitive to all dairy eggs, um, you know, pineapple mushrooms. So all the things that came back on that report the next day, I decided that I'm cutting it all out. I'm a radical kind of like that. Not everybody's a radical like me who can do change like that, but that's who I am. And it was so funny because we were, I was leaving to go on vacation right at that same time. And I didn't know what I was getting into. So I went into a vacation with this new food change in mind and it was really difficult, but I made it work. 
and I made mistakes and I learned because I thought that, you know, if you said something was gluten-free, that it didn't have egg in it, but that's not true. So I kind of, you know, it took me a little while to find my way to exactly what it all entailed. Um, has it been an easy journey? Not really. I mean, at first it, it was not, but now it is. Um, you have to read a lot of labels. You do have to be a little bit dedicated, but my husband is a chef. And so that helps a lot because he really loves to cook and he'll just try anything that I put in front of him and he tries different recipes and he's gotten a, a lot more towards the um, vegan gluten-free route himself, although he still eats meat. My son still eats meat. So I don't condemn people who eat meat. It's just like, you know, hey, but my son has kind of gotten away with it because he watched that movie on Netflix and he just decided that he wasn't going to eat chicken anymore. And then he read the China study and decided, okay, he really didn't want to eat a whole lot of meat anymore either. So he's moving more towards the um, vegetarian route himself. And my daughter was having some issues and we just did her um, food allergy testing and she came back. I knew she was going to come back just like me because we are like mini me's. And she came back for a lot of the same things too. So she's now um, vegan gluten-free as well. And, you know, it's a whole different lifestyle and sometimes it's more expensive, but, you know, overall I've, I can say that the journey for the last year and a half has led me to a place where I totally really understand my body a lot more. Um, sometimes I'll eat something, I'll veer off and I can really tell in my, in my, in my abdomen, my gut, you know, that, eh, that doesn't agree with you. And I've, um, I just feel inside more energetic. I feel like my body has more energy and I feel stronger inside my body. If that's, if you can say that it's not muscular strong, cause I do work out and stuff like that, but I feel stronger in my overall presence in my body and my mind. So it's, it's funny because when you start reading labels and you start taking control of that aspect of your life, you just, you feel empowered in a whole other way. And that's kind of like why I really emphasize that nutrition is where it's at ladies. I mean, even Candace Cameron Bure said in a post the other day and Kira Stokes, who I love and I follow on Instagram, who's a personal trainer, you can exercise all you want, but really it's in the diet. It's in your diet, how you eat. And every one of us eat needs different things. So, you know, what, what I need is different from what somebody else needs, but you have to look at your diet if you want to get anywhere. And, you know, I really believe that the human body was created to be able to be a, a magnificent machine it knows what to do if given the things that it needs to do. But unfortunately, what happens is we just don't give it everything that it needs to regenerate and to heal. We run too easily to pills, to gimmicks, to this, to that, because we want everything instantaneously. I mean, people, they don't get that they, you know, they put on weight over several years and they don't realize it. And then one day they look in the mirror and they realize that they put on this weight. And then that day they decide and tomorrow they want the weight to be off. It doesn't work like that. The body needs certain things and it needs to kind of heal over time. And part of the problem today is it's, there's not a lack of, you know, of food and abundance, you know, in most areas, but there's a lack of nutrition because the food that most of us are eating today really has no nutritional value. And people are eating it day and night, junk food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you're constantly eating junk your body and your cells don't have the nutrients that they need to regenerate, to produce better cells. So after a while, your body's going to start reproducing junky cells and you will feel it down the road. You may not feel it now, but you will suffer down the road ill health if you are eating a crappy diet all the time. 
So that's kind of like why I harp. I feel like, you know, it's, it's my bandwagon and I want to help people change that by changing the way they eat because you can change your whole life if you change the way that you eat. So that's my story, how I got to become a gluten-free vegan. And, um, you know, I, I, I cheat every now and then. I have, um, sometimes I have fish because I really need some protein a little bit. I could be better with my, with my diet and I try to really watch it, but I could. So there it is. All right. Okay. Another thing that somebody asked is, do I read other things other than medical stuff? Yes, I do. I am a voracious reader. I love to read. You can ask my husband. One of my favorite, I have two favorite places in the world. And one of them is a library or a bookstore. And, you know, every year for Christmas, I always ask for gift cards to, um, you know, Amazon or, you know, and I'm at the library all the time by my house. My library card's always on fire. And do I read medical stuff when um, I'm off and leisurely? No. I absolutely, I love um, mysteries. I love romances without too much sex in the book, you know, because some of these books get really pornographic, if you know what I mean. But I really love, I love um, David Balducci series. I'm into those right now, but I, I love all kinds of different things. And I'm always reading because I feel like when I read, I can travel and I can go places and you know, it's fun. It's kind of like acting, I guess, but without being in front of a screen when you read. Okay. You're, you can be somebody else. You can pretend you're in a different place. It's just kind of cool. Oh, someone asked about my animals. Yes, I absolutely love animals. And quite honestly, I really think I should have been a vet instead, but, um, the thought of having to put them down really just kind of got my nerves and I just, you know, didn't want to go there, but I love animals and I have animals. Oh, another incident people ask all the time is yes, I only adopt rescue animals. So since my husband and I've been married, all of our animals that we have, have been rescue animals that we've taken away from bad situations and nurtured them back to health. Uh, another thing that you may not know about me, but I'll let you know is that all of my animals have middle names. I know people think we're weird, but they all have middle names. And my daughter's even started this tradition too. So my one boy, his name is Tank Kalua Ornelius Broad. Um, my daughter named him Kalua after the actual Kalua. And my husband gave him the name Ornelius because he's this beautiful, magnificent, he's half mastiff, half boxer, and he just has this big head and he has to have an elegant name. And my daughter, who's my little, my little four-legged daughter, her name is Dakota Marie. That's her first name, Dakota Marie Antoinette Penelope Broad. So these two have two middle names, you know, and my bird actually has a middle name too. Her name is Ashley Khan, um, and we call her Connie Bird. And she's the one that sometimes you hear in this podcast. She's always down there stairs chirping. So that's an interesting fact about me. Um, another interesting fact is yes, um, people want to know, am I a Christian? Yes, I am a Christian. Um, sometimes I feel miserably, um, but I get back up the next day and I try to do better. You know, that's what it's all about, right? Just keep walking in that faith. Um, let's see what else. Oh, I'm an only child and, um, I was born in Chicago and I moved to Arizona and was raised in Arizona from the time I was five until I was 16. And when I was 16, we moved to California. And my dad, well, I'm an only child because my father was handicapped from the time that I was born. They thought that he had MS, but he ended up, um, when he passed away, he died of myelopathy of the spine. He had a lot of problems, um, you know, health-wise. But he was very healthy in himself. He's the one actually probably why I went into medicine because I spent a lot of time in and out of hospitals with my dad. 
learning about things. And he was very much into the alternative stuff. You know, he owned, him and my uncle owned a fruit and vegetable business when they were in Chicago. And when my dad was diagnosed and became ill, he was always looking for alternative things to heal himself. Um, you know, and anything that my father tried, me and my mom did as well to kind of make it easier for him, like diet wise, you know, but that man, he got up every single day, no matter if he was in pain or not, went swimming, worked out, had just, just a robust sense for life. And I think I got all of my robust for life and the fact that I love people and that I love medicine. I'm curious. I think I get from my dad. So that's, you know, how it all started. That's why I got into medicine too, was that. I wanted to follow along and try to help out my dad. Okay, so my go-to stores, brands, and websites for shopping. Um, I absolutely love Marshalls. It's one of my go-to stores because I just am not into paying for high prices when I can find great stuff at a discount. You know, I'm not cheap. I just prefer a discount if I can find it. So I love Marshalls. Me and my daughter go there all the time. Um, my favorite website for shopping, of course, well, I have several, but I love Amazon. I love um, Swanson's um, for health food products because they carry all kinds of great brands. I love Derma E. They have um, great skincare. I like Thrive. I've got a lot of websites that I really do like, but I don't always, I mean, I shop from the web, but I guess it's just my generation and stuff. I'm just not into shopping from the web about everything. I like to actually go to stores sometimes when I'm in the mood and look around and get out and be with people. So, you know, those are my go-to websites, but I have to say that probably Amazon for a lot of things I get there. Um, oh, okay. So somebody asked me about my faith story. When did I become a Christian? Oh, I've been a Christian since I was in my twenties. Wasn't always born a Christian. My father was um, Jewish. My mother was Catholic. And when I was growing up, we um, practiced both. So I went to Hebrew school when I was younger. And I also, I went to just regular private schools my entire life. I didn't go to public school. And I tried both of those religions and I didn't really like them. So my parents let me choose what I wanted to. And when I was 20, I became a Christian and I was baptized. And my faith story is I just, at that time, I don't know, when was I? I just was, I just went to church one day with a friend. She asked me to go with her and I was going through some things in my life with, with my marriage and everything. And the pastor was up there talking and I just heard the message and it just, it was like, you know, sometimes when you go to church and the message just like comes right to you and you feel like, oh my God, they must be in my head. They know what's going on. This message is for me. I needed to hear that. You know, that's God's kind of way of, you know, talking to you. And after that, I started going to church and really got into it and that's how it all started. Um, okay. What does my self-care routine look like? Um, my self-care routine is pretty much basic. I, you know, I wash my face. I don't have a lot of products. People think, oh, I have tons of products or I use a lot. I don't. I, I like to stick with the same brands most of the time, even though, I mean, I try certain things, but you know, pretty much I just wash my face, put on a good moisturizer. I don't have 9,001 skincare products. I just never believed in it. Um, I have my favorite toothpaste is kiss, kiss my face. I love that. Um, I, like I said, I use Derma E products a lot. I love their products and I love different people's products. I try a lot of sometimes I try more, I try more lotions, body lotions and things like that than I do regular type of products. I tend to stick to the same type of cosmetics. I use, um, Pacifica is my favorite eye makeup. I like, um, hundred percent pure. I get a lot of stuff from them. 
I like, you know, all kinds of different things. So that's my self-care routine too. Also is y'all, y'all know that I exercise three to four days out of the week. I eat really well. I drink green smoothies. Um, my favorite product, um, nutrition product is juice plus. I've been taking it for over 11 years. It's my favorite thing in the whole world because it's plant-based, it's whole food nutrition. And I really believe that's where it's at is in whole foods. So I also started representing the company back um, 11 years ago because I believe in the product so much and the um, the creator of the product that I decided that I really wanted to share it with people. And it's an it's a very affordable product to get in fruits and vegetables when you don't like fruits and vegetables. You can just conveniently get it in a capsule. Um, I take vitamin D. I don't take a lot of supplements either. I supplement back for specific things. Again, I don't believe that you need to be you know, taking 2000 supplements a day, several times a day and having very expensive urine. I feel like you need to really know your body and target it with what it needs. Um, let's see. Um, people also wanted to know is, okay, who is my biggest influence in my life? I'd have to say that my biggest influence is my dad. Like I said, um, I just watched him growing up just, you know, going through so many medical procedures and things. And like I said, every day he just had a smile on his face. He never complained to me and my mom and just, you know, he had this zest for life. So that's my, he's my greatest influence other than God. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to hit the mic there. Let's see what else. Um, what would I tell my younger self if, um, I, you know, I would tell my younger self to just go and travel and enjoy life a lot more. I think you, you realize that sometimes as you get older and, but you know, lately it's kind of like me and my girlfriends have been talking, you know, we look online and we don't see a lot of women who are our age really out there anymore. Like, you know, Oprah, you don't see Oprah around a lot, even though she has her own channel. You know, Susie Orman used to be really big a couple of years ago. You don't really see her out there anymore. They've all kind of like left the stage you know, and even Allie Brown, you know, I mean, she has great podcasts. I listen to her podcast, Glambition Radio, but you don't see her out and out there like she used to be either. So now, you know, you see all these millennials, which is great because don't get me wrong. I mean, I've got two millennials and I love them, but you know, they're showing us that, you know, Hey, we want to live life differently. We want to have a different outcome. We don't want to sit in a cubicle. We don't want to work for corporate. We want to make our own way. We want to come up with our own things and we want to do it on our terms. And, you know, I didn't have, we didn't have that when I was that age, you know, because when I was growing up, you know, we were still of the old mentality, you know, go to school, get a job because you had to go to school and get a degree to get a job. And then, you know, get married and do better for your family than what your parents did. That's just kind of how it was. You know, I wasn't even introduced to the cell phone until I was at my first job. And it was, you know, the big clunky type of cell phones. And when I was in nursing school, we had the, you know, the old, big, huge, clunky computers. We didn't have the things that we have now. And online businesses, are you kidding? They weren't around then. I mean, you didn't hear about them. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Facebook. None of that stuff that the young people have today to make more of their dreams come true faster, you know? So I think if I had to, go back. I don't want to change anything because I really like who I am. And I think that the experience that you go through brings you to who you are and I wouldn't want to change me, but I'd probably, like I said, I'd probably go back and tell my younger self to just chill a little bit more. Don't be worried about so many things. Um, go travel, do the things you want to do in your life first, you know, and you know, the job will come along. So that's, that's what I tell my younger self. If I had to, um, 
tell my younger self something else. Um, I tried running marathons, but my knees are really bad. So that's another thing about me is I have really bad knees. I have a really bad bum left knee. So I do try to, you know, run, but I can't do it for long periods of time. Squats really hurt me. So I'm trying alternative things for that. Um, I try, I've got this business up and running two years ago. So, you know, I'm trying to make that go and I've got a lot of great things that I want to make happen with this. I'm not ready to announce what those things are, but I will definitely, um, be on the forefront to that. Um, let's see what else do, 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 do. um, people ask, okay, so what's my biggest, um, advice in life? My biggest advice in life is just to, you know, is to learn to be happy, you know, and I think I'm finally getting there. And for some of us, we learn sooner. Some of us learn later in life, what it's, you know, what that means. But, you know, sometimes we let other people influence our happiness and we take on things that other people, you know, put on our shoulders. Like for instance, my whole career, because I'm a nurse practitioner, I've always been known as, oh, you're just a nurse practitioner. You're not a doctor. And even my colleagues who are doctors look down to us, most of them anyways. I'm not going to generically say all of them do, but most of them do. And they think you're not a doctor, you know, so you're just that. And, you know, it's affected me, I think, my life. You know, you kind of look at like, oh, I'm only second best. You know, I'm not good enough. I think it's held me back. It's something that I'm constantly working on, you know, trying to, you know, work through that and say, yeah, you know, I'm good enough. And I have a lot to offer. And, you know, so you just go through different stages. And I think the people that you surround yourself with are really, really important. That would be another, you know, big life lesson that I would tell people. You know, surround yourself with women, men, whatever, who lift you up, who believe in you, who love you, who support what you do, who don't try to squash the things that you want to do in life. And, you know, and say, go for it. And even if it's a colossal, you know, mistake, you know, you can always get back up and rally again. Okay. I mean, what, what is the worst thing that could happen? That's what you need to tell yourselves because most of us are walking around and we live in this fear of what, you know, of what could be the worst thing. You know, some people think, oh, it's death. Well, for me, I know where I'm going and I know it's going to be a much better place. So I don't fear that. You know, I, I do fear that I'm going to miss out on things. Like I want to see my kids get, you know, my son get married. I want to see my daughter have children. My kids have children. I want to be a grandmother. Yeah, those type of things. But I don't fear death, you know, and I try to, I'm trying to learn more and more just to let the fear thing go and to live more in the moment and try for me, because this is Michelle's thing to just walk in the steps of what does God want me to do, you know, and how can I be of service? Because that's really how I feel what I'm here for. I feel I'm here to be of service. I believe that we all have our gifts and talents. We need to just slow down enough to learn what those are and not bucket them and just to walk in those gifts and talents and to share them and to, you know, make money from them and not be ashamed of that and to really just help each other up, boost each other up and not be in this competitive you know, spirit all the time because that gets old. So those are my philosophies on life, you know, be happy, you know, try to eat well, try to exercise and, you know, just try to enjoy life and surround yourself with great people, travel, do the things that you love, 
be a good, kind person to other people, you know, treat other people the way that you'd want to be treated. And just, you know, those are just the fundamentals. And, you know, there's a lot of great people out there. I follow a lot of great people on Instagram. Oh, by the way, Instagram is my number one most favorite social media platform. I do like Facebook, but since it's gotten all quirky with all those logarithms and all that other kind of stuff like that, I have to say that honestly, Instagram is one of my favorite. Um, just because I think people engage more there and I absolutely love my Facebook group. The ladies in there are fabulous. And again, if you ever want to join us, it's well woman, um, network thrive and revive on Facebook. Um, follow us on Instagram at well woman network. Um, you know, check us out. I'm doing a lot more, um, Insta stories because I really love to just connect and all that kind of good stuff. Although I wish the camera on my phone was better because I always think that when I use that camera on my phone, I look terrible. So that's hence why I use a lot of filters. So that's, you know, because I just think I look terrible and I look at them like, oh my God, really? I don't think I look that bad when I look in the mirror. But anyways, oh, and lastly, let's see. Okay. Oh, someone else wanted to know, forgot this. Yes, I drink coffee. It's my one, it's my one vice. I don't smoke. I don't drink alcohol, but I love coffee but I'd have to honestly say that I would consider myself to be, I call myself a tea whore, not in a bad way, but I absolutely love tea, all kinds of teas from all over the world. Um, you can look at my cabinet downstairs, in my kitchen, I've got gazoodles of tea. My husband says, you know, you can stop buying tea now. Um, it's just, that's me. And I love coffee. I do. I love a great cup of coffee. So that's another good thing. And what else? Oh yes. I'm a, I do love sweets. I do. I'm a pie-aholic, but I don't eat it a lot anymore because a lot of it's not gluten-free, and I really haven't had the time to get into baking, and my husband's more of a regular chef, not a pastry chef, so hopefully when I take some time off, I'll be able to bake more and show you guys you know, some more of those end products. So I hope I answered some of your questions about you know, facts, FAQs on Michelle, and um, if you have anything else, just like, you know, like I said, either direct message me on Instagram. I love to talk to people over there. Private message me on Facebook if you want. Join our Well Woman Network Thrive and Revive group because we talk about a lot of things there. Join our membership. Um, if you are a woman who wants to get monthly info on women's health, you don't want to have to go have it researched. You want to have like a, a medical person right in your back pocket. Um, it's $25 right now. You can go to our main website, look under membership, and you can kind of get some of the details. We are revamping that page as we speak. So we're going to change it up a little bit. Um, and we've got some great challenges coming up um, over the next several months that we're going to be running. So you can join some of those. We have a lot of great ways that you can connect with us. And, you know, I just love to talk to people and I love to get to know them. So again, if you have questions that you would like answered, because I'm now doing um, Well Woman Wednesday, both on Insta stories and over on Facebook. So if you would like one, a question answered, um, like I said, either direct message me on Insta um, or private message me on Facebook or ask in the group or anywhere else, or you can email me questions join our newsletter list because we put it out every single week and we give great tips. I do videos. Um, I share recipes and you can get that if you sign up for our daily tips on our website at wellwomannetwork.com. So yeah, there's just so many ways that you can connect with us and I would love more than anything to connect with you. And I think I'm going to do next Wednesday's question. Um, a lady wrote in about hair loss. I know I did do a Facebook live about hair loss. I might have to go find it, but she's a vegan and she kind of asked a specific question about hair loss and being a vegan. 
So I'm going to be doing some research on that to try to find the answers. So see, ladies, you know, when you do ask me these questions, I do go research them if I don't know them off the top of my head. And I try to give you both alternative and the Western view to these things. So, um, oh, the last thing is I have to tell you that now, okay, from now on, I have to let you know that the information, including but not limited to our texts, our graphics, images, and other materials contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is for informational purposes only. Even though I am a medical provider, I am not your medical provider. So if we ever talk on medical topics, which we do, um, it is all for educational purposes and for your personal knowledge. But if there is anything that I suggest in there, you need to go talk to your medical provider to make sure that it is good for you. So there you go. Our medical disclaimer, my lawyer told me we have to have it. So I will be reciting it in every podcast from now on. All the things we have to do in the name of legalness, right? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was kind of light, kind of fun. I had fun, answered some questions. You got to know me a little bit better. And um, if there's anything else you want to know about me, I'm an open book for most part. So like I said, contact me anywhere. So until next week, ladies, have a blessed week and bye for now.